What does it mean to disturb? To not believe in a status quo. To not believe that everything is as is. Having the inherent feeling inside of you that there is more to uncover. That greatness is waiting to be discovered. To disturb, to disturb is to become. It is the understanding that every single day is a chance to exceed the barriers of excellence. Knowing that if you are called to do anything, it is to be iconoclast. To look impossible in the eye and move towards it. No, to run towards it. You are more. You are a disturbance to conventionality, the epitome of greatness, an ambassador of iconoclast. This, this is iconoclast. And I am Chidi Amadi Ahaneku, the head of the Amadi Ahaneku family. Don't just live. Disturb. Sending shoutouts with shoutouts to you. My name is Chidi Amadi Ahaneku, the head of the Amadi Ahaneku clan. And this, this is Iconoclast, the podcast that is tailored for icons. I wonder how all our icons are doing today. I hope you are still going out into the world and challenging the status quo as all iconoclasts should. I hope that you are still chasing your dreams and striving to be the best you could ever be. Because the world is waiting for you. We are waiting for you. It's always a good time when I have to record. I'm very grateful to be here. I'm actually very grateful to be doing this. And it is only recently when I've started to realize that being able to impart knowledge in any way, whether in written form or through podcasts or through your YouTube videos, is a huge responsibility. And to be honest, it's actually an honor. And it should be taken as so. It should be viewed as an honor to be able to stand at some place and impart knowledge or to sit down and impart knowledge in whatever way you do. And that has actually drawn me to thinking about the ideas that I put out and sifting through the things that I think about, the things that I impart. Because I always, this is something that I tell most of the people that I speak to and I impart knowledge to, is that I always try and sit and make sure that whatever idea that I'm putting forth into the world is my idea. This is what I mean. So sometimes what I'd love to do is have ideas that are genuinely mine right? Ideas that I put out into the world should be ideas that are genuinely mine. And if that is not the case, then what I try to do is that I take an idea, I break it down into its most simplistic form and its most fundamental form, and then I sift it through my philosophies, right? So this is what I believe this is what I already believe. This is what I am allowing to let go because of this new idea. And this is a newly formulated idea that has went through all my metrics, all my checks and balances in order to be an idea that I can actually stand on. And that's the thing about being a thought leader. It's not only about imparting knowledge that you learn. It's about imparting the knowledge that you've taken, ideas that you've taken, that you've sifted through, that you've enhanced, that you've broken down, that you've taken what you need and done away with, and you do away with the things that you don't need, right? And then what comes or the end result is what makes you a thought leader. And that's what you impart. Because if you don't do that, you then become a puppet. 
you then become inauthentic in the ideas that you put out. And that is not what iconoclasts do. Because that is not impactful at all. All you're doing is just repeating the ideas that already exist. And that's not what makes you the best thought leader. To be the best, and this comes to what I want us to talk about today. To be the best, not only do you have to be competent, you have to be excellent. Lately, I've been placed in positions where excellence is demanded from me. As a leader, as a consultant, as a strategist, all of these platforms require excellence of me. So I have to be an excellent individual in order to fully operate in whatever position that I'm, at, that I'm in. If I am in a leadership position, then I have to be excellent enough to push everyone who's coming behind me or is following my lead to the destination. When I am strategizing, which is something that I've realized as a strategist, the only thing that makes good business is excellence. And now excellence should exist in either one or other parts of your business for you to make money, for you to be a billionaire, for you to be the best in your industry. You have to operate in some form of excellence, whether it's your it's your distribution, your marketing, your business model. Something must be excellent. And that's the only thing. That's the only thing that will get you to the top. Excellence. Now, when I started, I formulated or created a distinction between excellence and competence. Because it is easy to be competent. It is very easy to be competent. The standard is way too low. But being excellent is a whole different animal. And the things that require you to be excellent way surpass competence. Let's think about this. If you can think about any individual that is the best in whatever industry, you will see that they first aimed to be competent. And after competence came excellence. Right? Even though there is a distinction between these two, we have to understand that one comes before the other. Anyone who is considered genius had to not only surpass competence, but in order to be excellent, they had to redefine competence. What am I saying? Let's talk about basketball. I am a huge basketball fan, right? And obviously, I'm a fan of the Lakers. And I won't judge anyone who's not. I mean, I definitely am judging you. But, you know, for the PR, I'm not judging anyone. You can choose whatever team you want. But I am judging you. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> and if you think about basketball, the competence level of basketball is being able to bounce a ball, run around the field, and throw it into a hoop then you are a competent basketball player. So the level of competence is very low. However, you have people like LeBron James. The thing about LeBron James is that competence is not his standard of operation. He surpassed that. Because not only does he know how to run around the ball, run around the field and throw the ball in the hoop, what he does is out of this world. And you should see him. You should see the way he carries himself during a game. It is 
it is way past the whole concept of competence. Because he's no longer just a competent basketball player. To be the best of the best, he is now in the realm of excellence. Here's the thing about competence and excellence. In order to surpass competence to excellence, you have to have a sense of ignorance. Sheer ignorance. I know, I know. Crazy. But for people to reach excellence, they have to ignore the rules that come with competence. As I said, the level of competence in basketball is being able to bounce a ball around and then throw it in a hoop. But to be excellent, you have to forget that. Forget the rules of competence in order to go into excellence. Look at the music industry. I'm also an artist manager. In the music industry, the people who reach genius are the people who surpassed what is known in terms of the standard in the music industry, and they looked to what is different. That's why we have Kanye West. That's why we have Kendrick Lamar. These people not only operate at the standard of the known standard or the known standards of competence, but they operate above that. They operate in a whole different dimension. So in order to move from competent to excellent, you have to define a totally different game. You are not playing the same game that everyone else is playing. You are playing your own game. You have to create a whole different game. That's what is going to make you great. Not the same game that everyone else is playing. Not by the rules that everyone else is playing by. You have to create your own rules. Now that's difficult. It will definitely not be easy. And here's why. There are two reasons. And there's a saying that I like. It says that you are going to be misunderstood. And that's okay. People not comprehending your vision is a sign that nobody has gone where you're going. Nobody has gone where you're going. So firstly, you are going to be misunderstood. And that's why it's going to be difficult. People are going to think that you're doing too much. People are going to think that you're crazy. That you are just losing it. That's the first reason. The second reason is that you are trying to create a different game. This is difficult because in trying to create a different game... You are still basing it off the rules of the first. So the first standard, the, the standard of competence in the game that you're trying to win in exists, right? But you're trying to create a whole different game. So it's lonely. So it's difficult. So you have to restructure. So you continuously have to, to iterate. You all continuously have to change. You have to grow in order to reach excellence. So firstly, you will be misunderstood. And secondly, because you are trying to do something that no one else has ever done, it is going to take everything you have. Everything you have. That is a concept that is not as popular anymore, especially in our new world. Giving Everything you have. In fact, that too wouldn't be enough. In order to be excellent, you have to give everything you have 
reach the barrier, reach as far as you can go, and give more. That is what excellence demands of you. More. The thing is, it's quite easy to reach excellence lately because the level of competence is quite low. The standard of competence in our world right now is quite low. So it's very easy to reach the standard of competence. Now, excellence now looks like it's more attainable, right? But it actually isn't. It's not. Because regardless of how low the standard of competence is, once you start walking within the realms of excellence, you are going to have to give everything you have and more. That's the only way to be excellent. That is the only criteria for excellence. Everything and more. My question to you is, in the industry that you're in right now, in the project that you're in or that you're working on right now, are you giving everything you have and more? Are you dedicating all that you have and all that you can give to this project? And are you giving more? And then comes the question, before that question actually, comes the question, do you want to reach excellence? Do you want to be excellent in the career? Or do you want to be excellent in the business industry? Or do you want to be excellent in this project? Is excellence the goal? On that note, I've come to realize that people now pick and choose where to be excellent and where to be competent. And that does not make sense to me. I think about it. There's this quote that I heard in John Wick. It says that how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you choose to just be competent in one area of your life, it is going to affect every other area. Every other area will be affected. Because here's the thing. If you're striving for excellence, it just has to be who you are. You cannot pick and choose where to be excellent. You have to be excellent in every part of your life. Because the thing about excellence is that it is not a day job. You don't work, work, work in one part of your life to be excellent. And then when you're done with it, you slow down, you push back and you relax. And that's excellence. No. It's a habit. It just has to be who you are. And, it's, and if it's habitual, that means that it actually has to be practiced daily. It has to be practiced habitually, consistently for it to be an established habit. So you can't pick and choose where and where not to be excellent. And there are benefits to excellence. Firstly, people will celebrate and recognize excellence. Because they don't have a choice but to. You are moving in excellence. This means that you are moving in a state of ultimate and constant innovation. You are moving at a pace where no one has ever moved ever. You become an anomaly to the industry. So people have no choice but to celebrate you. Whether in your career or your industry. 
The second benefit of excellence is that you redefine failure. Debbie Fields, which is the founder of Mrs. Debbie Fields Bakery, says that good enough never is. So set your standards so high that even the flaws are considered excellent. You start shaping what failure looks like in your industry. You become a leader in your industry. And now, when you're moving in excellence, your standards are so high that your failures are considered excellence. That people look at your failures and study them to see what best is. And now, that also works on your side. Because if you're moving at 100, if you're moving at 100, if you fall at 80, it's not much of a failure. So you start redefining what failure looks like, not only to yourself, but also to your industry. And that is on excellence. Are you striving for excellence? In whatever field you're in, are you redefining the rules of the game? Are you creating a totally different game? When everybody's playing checkers, you... You are playing chess. Are you that breed? Are you that person that is constantly striving for the best? If you are, great. If you're not, sit yourself down. Ask yourself the question of whether are you striving for excellence? Are you trying to be the best? in your industry, in your career? Are you redefining failure in your career? As I said in the beginning of this podcast, we are waiting for you. The world is waiting for you. Iconoclast, the world is waiting for you to start operating in your excellence. Because the more time you take to be excellent, the more opportunities you are giving to other people to work to escalate, to be what you were supposed to be. So get up. Surpass the minuscule and traditional standards of competence and start operating in excellence. And trust me, trust me, you will never regret it. Because why would you dedicate your life to anything but excellence? That is how I live my life. Excellence. And excellence in everything. Because don't forget, how you do anything is how you do everything. And that is our podcast for this week. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening. Everyone who is reaching out and contacting me and telling me how they feel about the podcast, telling me their thoughts and ideas about the podcast. That is great. I really appreciate it. We are still going to be giving you podcast episodes with our guests. But as I said in the beginning, I'm trying to sift between ideas and start seeing which ideas are mine and which ideas are not. And Right now, when I come and I have these single episodes, I'm doing so in order to really sift through my ideas and really 
get to understand the type of individual that I want to be and the type of thought leader that I want to be so that when other thought leaders come on Iconoclast, they understand the standard, they understand the level that is needed as a thought leader who is on Iconoclast. Thank you to each and every one of you again and I hope that you continue to listen. Don't forget to share. Share to your family members. Share to your friends. Tell someone. Reach out to someone who you think should start moving and operating their excellence. Send them this. And let's get together next week on Iconoclast Wednesdays. And as they say in my Igbo language, Dad, thank you.